What's up, beautiful people, to another episode of Unapologetically Christian. It's me, Ricky Jones Jr., back again for another episode, another video. Whichever way you are watching this podcast or listening to it on your favorite podcast platform, if you could, if you would, go ahead and connect with your boy by subscribing on YouTube or by following or friending or whatever it is that your podcast platform does, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Google, um, or even Anchor, right? If you listen on Anchor, find your boy. I'm on there. But nonetheless, Unapologetically Christian is the name of the podcast that you should be a part of because that is where these airways are mowing through. In which this week we are talking about my Christian journey, right? And so just even like dissecting pieces out of it, that is a reminder that through all of the things that you may find yourself doing, you can still be unapologetically Christian and still be a believer in Christ despite those things in which you are doing, have done, or other people may know you from, right? Which is a major thing, which now I get to talk about college because that right there was a time of itself. So if you did not catch the previous episode, I talked about what my grade school life was like as a Christian. This one is about college life. And then we're going to talk about post-graduate school and then life up to today. But nonetheless, in my college days, oh my gosh, like what a time, what a time, what a time. I went to school back, or excuse me, college back in 07, and I didn't graduate until... 2012. So uh, the December of 2012. Yep. December 2012 is when I graduated from LSU. And so many do not know, but I started out at Vadasa State University and I went there from 2007 until 2010. And then I transferred from there to LSU in which I went to LSU from 2010, spring 2010 until fall 2020. Or excuse me, whoa, 2012. So I went there for two years, two like full years, but not two school, two school years. But nonetheless, in it all, I changed my major like three times. So that's why I was in school for so long. I went from finance to uh, math. I wanted to be a math teacher for a period of time. And then I ended up graduating in business school, um, having a major in business administration, a minor entrepreneurship. And so that's what I ended up with at the end of the day. But nonetheless, in all with it all, what was it like to be a Christian in college? I'm going to say there was a strong period of time where my Christianity was irrelevant in college. Like if truth were to be told and truth will be told on this here podcast, I, I was I was like one of those Christians that, you know, you know, I said I was a Christian. I said I was a believer. I said my prayers before I ate sometimes. Um, But, you know, outside of them surface level things, I, I wasn't. I wasn't there. It wasn't until I felt like I needed help or assistance from God that I would try to find like where where are churches like where are people going to tap into God on Sunday and I would find myself at those churches at that time and those times in life. But in like the grand scheme of things, like I wasn't I wasn't out here doing it and it's crazy. You know how God does what God does. However, I say that because during a visit to Valdosta, I had, it was a guy that was sitting next to me. And uh, my parents were like, hey, you should ask him to be like your roommate and all. And um, I was like, no, like, you know, whatever happens, happens. I didn't have a roommate picked out initially for my freshman year. But I was like, whatever happens, happens. And long story short, this 
guy is now a pastor, family man. He was doing right, living right in school. His name is Jamal, actually. So if Jamal comes across this here podcast episode or even people from Barasa, like y'all know Jamal, like Jamal was a solid guy. I think he was in a band. He lived right, did right. And God knew that probably should have been my roommate, but I knew I was going there with a plan. Why? Because I had the understanding that college is where you go. Wow. College is where you get to live life to the fullest and nobody could tell you no. Or nobody like parents wise could tell you no. You could go do what you want to do when you want to do it, how you want to do it, however you want to do it. College was that time. And with that mindset, I went in with that and did that. And, um, you know, I was reckless. Truth be told, I was reckless, but I was on, I only amplify what I did in high school. Right. Those mindsets and mentalities just continue on. I wasn't really people knew I was a, at that time. My dad was pastoring people. He was still preaching. He was still preaching. Associate pastor. People knew if they knew me, knew me. Like that wasn't like one of the first things I said, oh, yeah, I'm a preacher's kid. But if they knew me, they knew that my father was a preacher and things like that. Um, But if they didn't know, they would never know. Like they would just think this boy is reckless. Like, who is this cat? Reckless in these streets. You know what I'm saying? Like I had an SUV. Um, I had a bike. You know what I'm saying? Like I was out here getting it. I was living life. In, th- in that in that way um and it was just man like I'm just thinking of like all the recklessness that I did do um but so much so that like I would be out there living recklessly smoking drinking um hoeing truth be told and but I had the decency I always had and I will say still do have this place in me that does not want to um put a bad taste in other people's mouths of my family of my mom and of my dad right I definitely want to make sure that the upbringing that I had that is definitely the thought that people have right so even in the midst of me sharing all the things that I've done it does not separate from what my parents instilled in me taught me showed me and the list goes on however I was just greaterly influenced by those that were around me and my peers which were drinking and I I hadn't drank until I went to college I had smoked once in high school maybe twice but once that I can remember and I was like oh no this is not for me like I was doing more coughing than enjoying and so I said I don't I don't know about this however I went to college I started smoking for a short period of time maybe like two years I did and but I said that to say I all of it I said to say that I would even be out there smoking but I would not smoke right enough where like you know how you get a roach or whatever where the uh, smoking apparatus becomes reduced because of the inhaling of the substance and so it gets to like burning your fingers and things like that and sometimes people like really be smoking that I said no not me no not me because in my mind I said that is how your lips become darker than they were before you started participating in the act and I said I could not go back home which when I go back home, what do I do on Sunday? Go to church. I could not go back home, then go to church and have blacker lips than I did before I left. It would be a clear indicator that your boy was out there living reckless, doing wrong, and my parents was not going to be for that. I did not want to present that as of who I was. So, man, what am I saying? <clears throat> am I saying that being who I was, which was on that side being a Christian, it allowed for me or forced me to live a double life because of what other people's thoughts, perspectives, and ideas were about me. Oh, snap. Like, man, 
maybe i'm thinking so like i'm just walking through but i keep saying it and that is what is just illuminating like i was it was a strong time of my life in my life where i was doing things and living in such a way that will appeal to others man so what what is a lesson to be learned from that i think one of the lessons to be learned from that is that as Christians, as believers, we should extend grace, right? We should extend love. We should extend mercy, knowing that all people are living their walk, are living their lives through the lens and the space in which they are living, right? And the lens and space is influences, is peers, is thoughts, is things that they've been going through, and the list goes on, right? And so with that, as believers, we should show more love than we do criticism. We should show more grace than we do suggestions. We should show more mercy than we do. Hey, this is my personal opinion on X, Y, and Z, especially if the person didn't even ask for it, right? I mean, that could preach it itself, but man, that is pretty interesting. But nonetheless, in it all, that is why I did not smoke it all the way down to burning on my fingers type scenario, but I was out there doing it. I had multiple women. Um... I, I was I was hoeing right there's no other way around it that is just simply what I was doing and um I was proud about it and I was proud about it because that's what the guys around me were doing I thought um I thought right I might have been just out there wilding and they might not have been doing nothing because I'm definitely one that if I say I'm gonna do a thing I'm gonna do a thing or if I said I did that thing I did that thing and so I, I wasn't just gonna lie about what I was doing if I said I was doing it, I was doing it. And if I heard you was doing a thing and I wasn't doing that thing and we thought that was a cool thing to do, I had to I had to catch up. But in it all, you know, I'm not I'm not right in the wrong that I did do, but I am right in the fact that in the midst of those wrong things, I was still a Christian. I was still hearing from God. No matter who you are, I don't care what you think, I was still hearing from God. There were times in which I was praying. Man, here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Boys and girls, children, all, be, all ages, right? Maybe you know, maybe you don't know. However, I was in Valdosta State University, and this honestly is what catapulted or even pushed me to make this transition and transfer to LSU. But I was pledging Kappa Alpha Psi um, at, at Valdosta State University. I was thinking like, man, did I want to actually say that? But I was. I was pledging uh, that fraternity. Why? Because my uncle um is a kappa my mother they went to school college at the same time bsu virginia state university and um my mom was a uh kappa sweetheart because she supported my uncle in his endeavors and she shut stuff down and everything like but nonetheless uh they i had that lineage and legacy and so i was going in that route and i was pledging and um things were getting reckless like it wasn't what i thought it was gonna be like like i didn't have brothers or anything like that growing up so this was going to be a great time for me to have brothers have other men that i could count on depend on trust share certain things with like all of those were the ideas that i had pertaining to why i wanted to join that fraternity and so i was selected i was put online is what it's called and then we went through some stuff that i said to myself like this can't be like i want a brotherhood i want brothers but this stuff just don't seem right and it just wasn't settling well with me um as a person um in my spirit and my soul and oddly enough at that time i was i need to start going to church like 
even if that was an excuse to not have to deal with the foolery of pledging, like it was what it was. Like I started going to church. I was going to church on Sundays. And um, I was like, hey, where y'all go? Where y'all go to church right here? But I, was like, I need to go to church. So I started going to a particular church, which really wouldn't be the type of church I would find myself in. But that was all I had. And that's where I went. And so going to that church, I started praying like, God, like, is this really where I need to be? Is this really what I should be doing? Is this really what you have? And I started asking those questions. Is this the light that you have for me? And I just kept getting back. No, 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 no. And then I really started to assess the reason why I was even pledging. Yes, it was for the brotherhood. Yes, it was for the opportunity to continue the name of that fraternity in our family. However, truth be told, and I'm telling the truth on this here channel. I also wanted to be in the fraternity because I saw the feminine benefits that came along with it. I saw how the ladies would react to the boys coming out shimmying and, you know, step in and coming with the cane. And I love red. Like red is one is my favorite color. Um, And I saw all of that and I was like, oh, yeah, I want all of that. So this was the way in which you go through to get to all of that. And um, however, what it took. Right. Which, hey, call it what you want. At the time, it was like, oh, you're not man enough. Okay, cool. Cool. But I, despite what I wanted and the reasons why, who I was was greater than those things, right? I accepted Christ at the age of seven. Here I am, a college student, um, probably 19, 20 years old, 18, 19, well, probably, yeah, 19, 19, 20 years old. And through that relationship with God from the age of seven, here I am, planted in a scenario where all hell, and I do me hell It's going on around me. And I had to make a decision like, God, like, is this really what you have for me? And I just kept hearing no. So I had to quit. I had to stop. But even greater than the quit and greater than the stop, I knew I had to leave. I had to leave because and here's where like my true relationship with God started to form and all those things. So I was from 18 to like 20, I was out here reckless, like reckless, reckless. And it's funny too to think about it because I would bring home girls and, I, and I, it wasn't like a lot of girls, but I would bring home women that I was dating in college. And I, I could remember one young lady specifically. Um, I already knew what it was like. She was into me because I had a vehicle. I was into her because she lived off campus and it was benefits and that I hated living in my room because my roommate was messy, dirty, and his feet stank. And so it was like mutual benefits for each other. I would take her places. She would take me in. You know what I'm saying? And so all that to say, like, I, it was, I took her home and, um, my dad just looked and, you know, asked a few questions and he was just chilling, right? He was just chilling because I guess he had tapped in and realized this wasn't going to be a long-term situation. This is just where he is right now. And maybe he was appreciative of the fact that I brought her home to say to my parents, like, oh, this is who I'm talking to, dealing with and talking with. And, um, you know, it, it didn't live too long after that. But all that to say, great people, I was like, you're reckless, man, but um still desiring to do good you know how I don't know if you know but I had that pull of like wanting to do good knowing good but doing wrong right I think even Paul had talked about it, like I, I want to do right I know what is right but yet I choose wrong and that was me like I, I wanted to do right I really did um but I didn't see doing right as the thing to do so therefore I didn't do it and so the wrong that I was doing is because as well as I chose to, I wanted to have outside of that. That's what I saw. And so I ended all with it all. I quit the paternity 
And um, I quit the fraternity in the fall of 20, or excuse me, 2009. 2009 is when I quit the fraternity, uh, pledging the fraternity and all that. And I said to my parents, I need to leave. I need to go. I need a change. And I just, I just knew I needed it. It was one of the breaks I came home and I was like, man, this is not it. Um, I just feel hellish. I just feel like, just feel nothing but hellish activity when I drive from Atlanta down to Vadasta. And I, I knew as soon as I got off the exit, exit 18, that it was on it popping. Like I was going after the women, right? I just, that's just what I was doing. And so my parents being as supportive as they are, even to this day, uh, they were like, okay. Um, and then long story short, like my neighbor as in the midst of my prayers, talking to God, talking to my parents, um, my neighbor across the hallway had came and showed me LSU. She was looking at going there um, for graduate school. She wanted to be a lawyer. I don't know. She's not a lawyer even to this day. So it was probably just God. She didn't even go to LSU. But nonetheless, uh, she brought it over, said she wanted to go to LSU uh, for law or grad school. And I looked at it. I was like, oh, man, it's a cool school. Like, I love how it looks and everything online. I heard about it by way of television from their football team. I didn't really think of another. I don't know nobody that went to LSU. I don't know nobody that lived in Louisiana. So that was like far-fetched and out of the thought processes of myself. However, I looked at it. I applied. I applied to LSU and I applied to ODU, which is Old Dominion University located in Virginia, which is where my mom's side of the family is and which I'm very close with. And so my thought was that I can go to ODU and go to school there, be able to spend time with my family, be able to, you know, associate with that family, spend time with them, love them, help them all those different things like that. However, see, man, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If God be for you, who could be against you, no matter what it is that you're doing? Even in the midst of my hoish ways, my hellish ways, and my unworthy days, I was still a believer. I was still a Christian. I was still wrapped in the love of God. And here's how I can express why. Um, at that time, I applied to ODU. I was accepted into ODU. I was accepted into LSU. And I received, this was back when Facebook had the ability to send messages, but it be like not known of the person who received, who sent the message, right? I forgot what it was called. It wasn't like, a, it was an honesty box. Yeah, it was an honesty box on Facebook. And so you could send on, you know, messages like that. But anyway, somebody sent me a message in the honesty box and said, Ricky, I heard that you were, long story short, um, paraphrasing it. Ricky, I heard that you were thinking about going to ODU congratulations. I think that's great. However, I definitely don't think that you should make this move. I believe that college is a time in which you should be away from family, focused on school and focus on the things that you want to do in life. So I say all that to say that you should not come to ODU. You should not go to ODU. To this day, I do not know who sent me this message, right? Still do not know. I know my parents weren't on Facebook at the time, so I know for a fact it wasn't them. And even if it was them, they probably would have just told me. So I say that to say, I don't know who sent me this message. However, I took that message to heart. I prayed about it. And God said, listen to what they're saying. And so LSU was where I went on the way to a visit to LSU. I cried and I cried. My parents were in the vehicle. I cried. And while I was crying, my mama thought to out loud, oh, man, my baby missing a young lady, which I was dating that I had to comb another one. Um, I'm going to miss her. I'm thinking about me missing her and all of that and how that's going to be. And I said, no, 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 no. That's not what it is. Nope, no, 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 no. Uh, the song I'll Be There by Michael Jackson was playing. And God was just sharing with me. God was talking. Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. 
Ladies and gentlemen, nothing had changed from my acceptance of God at the age of seven to where I was as far as my relationship with God. It Nothing had really changed. Like I was going to church, you know, here and there, speckles, but more a little bit when I was pledging and things like that. But my relationship with God, I wasn't really reading the Bible in college. I really wasn't. Truth be honestly, I really wasn't um, at that time. But nonetheless, I was driving. Well, no, my dad was driving. I was in a passenger seat. My mom was behind me. I'll be there, came on. I started crying. And God has shared with me, this move is the move for you. LSU is where you should be. Your life is going to be changed. It's never going to be the same. I'm going to be for you. I'm going to show you <clears throat> why you are and the purpose that you have for life in this move and I was just crying like man like God is still here with me God is still here for me despite all the wrong that I have been doing like legit like I bro like I think about it now and it's just so good and so pure the thankfulness that I have for God to inevitably get me out of situations where I know I shouldn't be in situations where I know wrong was occurring, however, I was steeped in the wrong because that is what I knew, as opposed to living in the right that was on the inside of me that was fighting to be seen. But nonetheless, in it all, went to LSU on the visit, loved it, met people, all that good stuff, um, and got there. Um, playing tennis one day with a student of mine that I was in math class with. He told me about his church. I went to that church. It was a Baptist church. I went there, joined the church, loved the church, accepted my calling, or excuse me, even before then, I joined the church and I was baptized at that church because I finally made that walk down the aisle saying that I accept Jesus in my life and I want to be saved, baptized, all that good stuff, right? Uh, which I was already saved. I just wanted to be baptized to proclaim my beliefs in Jesus publicly and uh that was great right so much so that my dad was even able to come um during that service and help my pastor there baptize me and so I was actually baptized by my father and my pastor pastor Thomas and Bessex in Baton Rouge Louisiana right that was a joyous day I accepted my calling into ministry there um, I am a minister, for those that don't know. I accepted my calling into ministry there. I preached my first sermons there. My dad and church family came up for those as well. My title for my first sermon was, How Strong Is Your Faith? Come on. Um, coming out of Isaiah 30, or excuse me, 40 and 31. Um, 30, 41. 30, 41. But they that waited, yeah, it was 30, 41, because it was like halfway, because the book of Isaiah Anyway, I'm not going to get too deep in there. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That was my scripture for my first sermon. And um, all that to say, man, my life was so, so awesome. Like I was a part of the new members uh, class leader there. I wrote curriculum for it. I was just dynamically changed. And in the midst of that, my truth be told, I did not give up my hoish ways. I minimized it. I reduced it. Like there were only two ladies at uh, LSU that I was like intimately involved with as opposed to Barasta. Numbers don't matter. But nonetheless, in it all, like I have reduced, but the, the beauty of it, like some may say, oh man, you should have been totally changed. Weren't you a minister? All those things. Like, yes, I was. Yes, I was. However, I wasn't, but... It's not an excuse. I, however, I wasn't but three years away from 
the hellish light bulb, really a year, because I joined the church, was baptized age 21. And so was, I was 21 years old when I accepted Christ and was baptized, all that good stuff, um, fun times, good times. And so I wasn't far off, but my relationship with God had cleaned me up so much so that it was only it was only two. Right. And um, man, I was so thankful for that because it could have been so many more. But God in me, right, the hope of glory, God in me had started to make the change in me to get me to where I am today. Right. Where, you know, I, I could go from two to one. Right. And we ain't gonna say no numbers in high school and college. But in it all, with it all, I, I, I say all this to say, right, being unapologetically Christian is a reminder that once you are saved, once you have believed in Jesus, as Romans 10 um, verse 9 says, right, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Once that occurs and does takes place, God is in you. Holy Spirit is within you. You are sealed. You are sealed with God's love. You are sealed with God's embrace that's full with grace love and mercy right as psalms 23 says on the latter part surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever that is also true also pure and also exact because in the midst of that i am and i was able to walk with god despite my walking away from god god reminding me that he was always with me as his word says he never leaves me nor forsake me right and nor does he do it for you so in the midst of all that i'm i'm unapologetically a christian because of the goodness of god when i think back of the goodness of god i can say no matter what no matter all that i went through no matter all the wrong that i did i'm still a christian i'm unapologetic about it because of who god is not because of what i did you can't look at me nor can i look at somebody and look at their actions the things they did do and determine whether or not they're a believer no, or, or a Christian, right? If they say they're a Christian, they are a Christian because of what Christ did for them, not because of what they've done for Christ. And so that's what this platform, that's what this podcast is going to show. It's going to expose the goodness of God, despite the wrongdoings of others and how God is still for those in which you would cast out. God is still for those in which you would say is no longer a believer or a Christian or of the faith. God chooses those that are in the midst of wrong. God chooses those that are in the midst of doing and in the places of doing things in which you would say, no, 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 ain't no way nothing good can come out of boom. Ain't no way nothing good can come out of strip club. Ain't no way nothing good can come out of the casino. Wherever place it is that you, I'm getting excited now, but whatever place in which you would say wrong can't come from, God is in the business of pulling people out of those things, cleaning them up because of the Christ Jesus blood and exposing them into the world by saying, look at my child, look at the light that they have, look at the light that they're now shining. And truth be told, I am who I am, right? Despite all those things that I went through, I remain true to my Christian faith and now living in it, which we're going to talk about it next, right? In the next episode. But now who I am now, I get to minister on a less tangible level to those in which I went to college with being who I am. They get to see, man, look at Ricky. Look at him talking about God. Look at him being positive, enthusiastic, and optimistic about each and every day. But I remember that cat. That cat was reckless. That boy was a house. That boy was doing everything wrong. But look at God coming out of his mouth. Look at the joy of the Lord coming out of his mouth. Look at peace, love, and mercy coming out of his mouth. Man, that may be something to this God thing. And I want it to be so. For all that believe and accept Jesus Christ into their lives, that people look at them and say, wow, God is still 
in the business of working with those in which people have cast out. Cast out. God is still in the business of working with people that other people say can't be used by God, art for God, or not walking with God. No, 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 baby, baby, we have it all wrong. And I think God wants to use this platform as a way to show that despite the things that are done, the actions that did take place, who you once were, God is still able to use and work with you. God still wants you. Your Christianity is not in jeopardy because of your actions that you've done. However, his love for you is greater than those things that you ever did or those things that you could ever do. Therefore, he is holding on to you. You should be able to continue to walk with him. And there is a joyous life that he has for you. So, wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. God is just showing. God is just showing me how this platform is going to minister, how this platform is going to reach and show his love for his people, for his children. And I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm excited that you are a part of it, even by watching this video, listening to the podcast and listen to those that are to follow. And I'm excited to have people on this channel. I'm excited to people have people on this podcast platform because there are so many people, so many stories of the goodness of God and the land of the living that allow for them to say, I'm apologetically a Christian, even despite the things that I've done. God still loves me. God is still with me. God is still for me. God is still using me. And God still has a plan for me. So in it all with it all, make sure you tap in, subscribe if you haven't already done so thus far. I don't know what you're waiting on because greatness and goodness is on the way. And I want you to be a part of it. So. Until then, great people, I'll see you next time. Woo! I'm excited.